Welcome back to Confessions of Ignorance. I'm Emily. And I'm Kirsten. Emily, you just got back from a cruise. I did. Like, literally just got back. Yeah, we got back Friday night. How was it? I didn't even ask you yet. Yeah, um, it was It was good. It was nice to have... Sam and I just went, just the two of us. And it was nice to just have, like, some alone time together and mm-hmm. without the kids and not have to, like, worry about being a parent for a few days. Where did you go? I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, I know you were on a boat. Um, we I know you were on the water. Bahamas to Nassau. I think that's how you pronounce it. Is and it? I thought it was Nassau. It's Nassau. Sure. I don't know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, but, and then we also went to, well, we were supposed to go to this island, this little island called Coco Cay. Hmm. I think it's an island that, like, cruise ships just like purchased and developed mm-hmm. themselves yeah like their own private island yeah yeah it has like this big water park and whatnot but the weather was pretty bad mm-hmm. which was like a bummer. huge bummer for the whole trip honestly so we couldn't even port at coco Cay, so we didn't go there so we were just stuck on the cruise and i don't know it was like windy overcast not i i brought like all these swimsuits. I was like, I'm going to get so tan, just lay out all day. But did you not even want to be outside? I, I could have gotten more tan by laying by our window in our house. With <laughs> was the sun it just overcast? Like why? Or you just didn't leave your room? No, it was just overcast. Like there oh. just was no sun. Did it rain? Um, It did a little. Yeah, it did. That's a bummer. So, and I was like, well, maybe we just picked a bad time to come. But then Sam mm-hmm. looked it up when we got home and he's like, oh no, it says like this, like December is the best time to go to the bomb. You're just unlucky. Yeah. yeah. So (laughs) So sad. It's fine. But it was good, like a good experience because you wanted to be together and that you got that. You got away from your kids, just some together time. Yeah. Like I don't regret growing on the trip. Like it was Mm -hmm. fun and it's just nice to be with him. But I did look up some interesting cruise fact ships while we were there. Okay. And I want to share the three most interesting ones I found with you. So did you know that there is a morgue on the ship? What? Like if people die on sea? Yes. On s- oh. Every cruise ship is required to have a morgue. Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Like yeah. what are they going to do with your body? Yeah. So says that 97 crew members and passengers died due to cardiac incidents. 72 died to accidentally falling overboard. Oh my. How terrifying, right? Yeah. And 60 died to jumping overboard. You probably wouldn't need a morgue though. Like if you fell off, your body is just now part of the sea. They're not going to come retrieve Unless, it. I don't know. It probably depends where you're at, but mm. they, they do have like life savers. That, I mean, <laughs> like, you're, like, you're, there's like probably lifeguards? not much life to save. No, oh. like those things you throw overboard. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> anyway, an average of 200 deaths occur on cruise ships every year. Isn't oh that crazy? Gosh. We probably shouldn't go anymore. That's like a lot more than I would have thought. Um, was this just for one cruise line or this is in general? It's All just cruises. in general. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it could be worse. Like that's, you know. I don't know. That's pretty bad. Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> okay. Any other facts that yeah. aren't so morbid? Okay. If you could guess how many, this is, this one's not morbid. This one's pretty cool. Yeah. How many ice cream cones do you think they go through on one cruise? Oh my gosh. I have no idea, but that's like the best part. Right? I don't know. Just like I, the free unlimited no, ice cream. I, you don't know this about me, but I hate guessing games. Mm. I hate when people say guess. Okay, so guess. No, like you have to just tell me. Just tell me. <laughs> just give a guess. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, I will not. I actually agree with you when people like just. It's the worst. When people like guess how old I am. Just tell me. Yeah. Like, like I don't, I don't want to go through. I'm not a kid. I, this is not like a game. Yeah. If you have a fact to tell me, please but just like, tell I me the fact. I am just like curious how many you would have thought. No, because <laughs> also guessing games just make you feel stupid, because right? You're always they're, off. they're just trying to trick you. But yeah. Like sometimes you're on, like you're spot on. No, and I you never really am. Great. Okay. No. 20,000. A day? No, no, no. For like, oh. for like one. Um, oh, one. Oh, okay. That like, is a lot. Like a, a four day cruise maybe. Yeah. Um, like 20,000 ice cream cones. 
That's crazy. Wow. I got two ice cream cones. Mm. I think Sam got like, I don't know, maybe one a day. It's frozen yogurt? Mm, I think it's just ice cream. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay, last one. The average cruiser gains one pound a day. Mm, which is like, you feel like you did? Probably. I don't know. I haven't like weighed myself, but yeah. probably. But that's fine. One I'm, pound I'm a like, day because I'm you okay can, it's like it. unlimited food. And you are well, pretty the hard like part too for us was like because the weather this was our motto we were like when in doubt eat and work out that's what we did mm. one day we went to the gym three times because you had nothing because, else to do yeah what was like we couldn't go like lay out it was yeah. just like cold and I mean I guess it wasn't cold it just wasn't great mm. they had like a lot of like shows and trivias and whatnot to go to but that's not really I don't feel like you and Sam would enjoy that type of activity oh we went to so many trivias I learned <laughs> I became so much less ignorant I'm gonna play I'm gonna I send you a link cool to facts. play me in trivia crack do you know trivia it's like an app no but I probably could like master it now well I would love to see if you actually are smarter or not because okay. I'm pretty good at it okay okay Cool. cool. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. We have a guest coming on today named Chloe Egbert, and sh- I'm excited to talk to her and get to know more about her. Yeah. It's going to be so good. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Well, we have Chloe Egbert here with us. We're so happy and excited to talk to you, Chloe. Say hi to everyone. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for coming. So, just to give a little background on Chloe, she has visited, correct me if I'm wrong, 107 countries I believe so there's probably a little bit more I kind of lost count wow I think I'm at like 113 or 14 I just yeah have lost count that's crazy of how many how many Kirsten do you know how many countries there are in the world oh stop it why are you (laughs) asking me that my husband's (laughs) gonna make so much fun of me just a little trivia I do you know because you looked it up I'm gonna guess (laughs) that's so unfair 196 those are the number of independent nations Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. So there's over about like 220 in the world. And so that's where the number starts to get skewed for me is I'm at probably 114 or something along those lines, but I'm, I think I'm at 101 independent countries. Oh, okay. So what's the difference? Um, they have a seat at the UN. Mm. So they have like a say in the world essentially. And then like, for example, Puerto Rico, yeah. it's the territory of the U.S. So that's not an independent nation. Okay. So if I go there, I count it as a country. I don't count it as an independent nation. Oh, okay. I did know that about Puerto Rico, by the way. Well, me too. I've been there. <laughs> oh, okay. I know. Yeah. Okay. I know You're some like, things, okay, okay, about the world. You didn't need a passport. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, thank you for joining us. We're excited to talk to you today. You and your husband, a few years back, started this like journey, and you call it counting countries, right? Yeah. And it's kind of where you had a goal to visit all of the countries within a year, right? Uh, we were going to do it in two years. Okay, within mm. two years. Yeah. So we're going to get more into that. But before we get started with that, we always like to do a little Marco Polo segment with our um, with our guests. And okay. this is where, do you use Marco Polo? I have before. Okay, so you know what it is. Yeah. We like to just talk about something that we have been discussing with our friends or family mm-hmm. members. On we're our, on there all the time. So it's all like day, we have day. lots of in-depth In discussions. Fact, let me just say this. I got back from our cruise yesterday. Oh. And when I got home, I had probably, it was like, I think 140 
unlistened to Marco Polo's. I believe it. And I was only gone for like four days. Yeah, but what a treat. Like how fun. I would be so excited. I have ADHD. Can you like fast forward through those? Oh, yeah. You okay. can listen to it so fast. Yeah, okay, at like three times the speed. Yeah. I listened to it fast and I listened to all of them while I was working out. So yeah. it was some oh, great it's like a podcast. Yes. Totally. You're welcome for yeah. providing Thank all that you great for all that. Yeah, it was a lot of like Christmas cards and Christmas stuff. Yeah, we don't have Christmas kids. Pretty boring, actually. <laughs> yeah. But one topic that we have talked about recently is I brought up with some friends and and um with my sisters actually if you were to get a tattoo would first of all would you ever get a tattoo second of all if you were to get one what would it be and where okay so i want to know from you so i have two okay and awesome. what are they um one of them is it's like a latin phrase on my ribs and i got it the day i turned 18 oh fun. um it says si deus quis contra which means like if god is for us who can be against us and it was on my family's crest when they came from Ireland. Wow. So I like it, but I don't like the font anymore. Because oh. back in 2000. Yeah, fonts kind of come and go. It's rough. Like, yeah. I even think about it now. I'm like, oh, do I get it removed and redo the font? Oh, no. But, that, like, removal's really painful. Yeah, I had yeah. one removed, actually. Mm. I had one on the back of my neck. And so I removed that one. But I also have um, this white tattoo. You can't really see it. It's oh, a right Gemini there. sign. Yeah. What? I can't see it at all. You're Gemini? I'm a Gemini. I'm Gemini. Oh, that's cool. June 9th. May 25th. Oh, nice. So it almost looks like, like if I had to describe that to the listeners, what a white tattoo is, it's like, a first scar. of all, barely there, but it's yeah, kind of like, like a scar. Like how a scar is lighter than your yeah. skin tone. Nobody can see it. Like nobody notices it except for children. I think because oh. of their height that they're at. Oh, they because it's right on your wrist. Oh, interesting. Like, and when I... <laughs> When I first moved to Utah, I was like super ashamed of having tattoos because mm -hmm. I was different. And my sister-in-law was like, what is that? And she's nine at the time. And I was like, I fell in a, I fell in a bush. Oh, you didn't want to tell her. And she was like, <laughs> and it just happened to create this amazing, the most beautiful scar. <laughs> and I was like, it just swirled on down. You're so blessed. But now yeah. you're not ashamed. Now no, no, I couldn't problem. care less. Okay. Yeah. Um, but cool. I, I do have two tattoos planned. Okay. Um, but I'm very much like a. I need to love it for a couple years in my mind to make sure that I do want it. Like I've wanted the, this one since I was like really little and the day mm -hmm. I turned 18, I was like, oh, it's been long enough. Um, my son was born in Hawaii and when I was pregnant, we lived like right on a beach that had turtles. And so every day I'd go on a walk on this little beach and I'd go say hi to this one turtle. Shoot. And then when my son was born, his first walk, we took him to go meet the turtle. Aww. And so uh, in Hawaii and it's, Honu is the name of the turtle. And so I'd get this very, very tiny turtle on my wrist. I want it. It's so tiny and so cute <laughs> for my son. And then um, I would love like a little birth flower bouquet once I'm for sure done having children. And you're pregnant now. I'm pregnant now. With a girl. Okay. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, two is really cute. Like two little flowers, super cute. But if I end up accidentally having five, I'd end up having a garden somewhere. And mm, so I'm like, let's just, be a lot. let's just wait. Mm, okay. Yeah. Smart. But I like that they all have meaning. Yeah. So well, I want to hear what's the one you got removed. Mm, yeah. Why did you want to remove yeah. it? What was it? So one of my friends in high school passed away and I was really close with his family. And so I got like his initials and like wings, like pretty 
my oh. freaking stereotypical 2012 tattoo uh-huh. and it just was not it didn't it shouldn't have been mm. on my back okay <laughs> it's just like a little much mm-hmm. but such a good intention great yeah. intention that, yeah so good, sweet good yeah. thoughts behind that but oh my gosh like and that's why you now you wait to really make sure yeah, yeah. Okay. it was very like spur of the moment I think I could have gotten almost anything else to represent mm-hmm. him I didn't need his initials I didn't okay. need wings like mm-hmm. it was Mm-hmm. A little unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. And I love him and his family so much, but I was just like, I could have gotten just a little red heart. Yeah. yeah. And you would have known mm-hmm. what that represented. Could have called it there. Yeah, it wasn't so literal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, we all, yeah. Kirsten, what about you? Would you ever get a tattoo? I don't think I would, but I mean, like, it would scare me mm. to think that it was so permanent. Because yeah. I'm a designer and even in my house, oh. I change my mind all the time. Like, okay. I'm always like, oh, what about this? And what about this? And now I don't like this anymore. So I, I feel like I would make, I would be full of regret. I totally understand that. Yeah. And that's why I kind of like the white tattoo because mm-hmm. I don't notice it enough. Yeah. But I, but I like it. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of fun too that like, you know, it's there, but a lot of other people don't. Yeah. Well, Emily, and you said if you got one, it would be a B. Yeah. So oh. I have two girls, mm-hmm. Bentley and Brooklyn. Oh. And not so like the Yeah. We B? didn't like, yes. So okay. like we didn't like intend to do B's. And people always ask us, like, are the rest of your kids going to have B names? And probably not. But I don't know. I think, like, a B would be cute and have significance. If I got a tattoo, it would have to have a lot of significance to yeah. it. And it would have to be tiny. Mm-hmm. I would almost want it so, like, maybe only I could see it. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you know Kim Kardashian has one in her lips? Yes. Like in her right here. Oh, I don't yeah. know what this is called. I, your mouth. I, used, <laughs> I went on a couple dates with somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. called the inside of your lip. <laughs> What it's is this your mouth. location? I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool because it's like hidden. Yeah, what, yeah. What did she get again? An, an infinity sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, sometimes I forget about it, but then every now and then she'll brush her teeth and see black in her mouth, and she's like, oh no. I just so, saw that episode. Yeah, me too. Just about. this morning. <laughs> I'm behind. <laughs> you had anyway. time to watch a show this morning? Well, I, I do. That. I watch my shows when I'm running on the treadmill. I actually oh. watch my shows all the time, like no matter what. Yeah, I was watching before bed. <laughs> yeah, Kirsten just like pounds through like the a show girl. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, okay. Well, that's great. So, Love that. Let's get into this. I want to hear all about your travels. We're gonna just talk about like things you've learned, your experiences, and all of that fun stuff. But I want to first know, like, what sparked this goal of yours with you and your husband? How did this evolve into you wanting to visit so many countries? Yeah, um, kind of like spiraled. And I'm a people pleaser and just kind of like a sure, whatever, go with the flow type of person. But what, so kind of the the storyline of it, I guess, is I grew up traveling to what we called the Four Corners, which was Kanab, Utah, Vegas, San Diego, California, and Arizona. And that was it. Those are the only places I saw my like almost entire childhood. Until I was 14, I ended up joining a soccer team that traveled to Iceland, Denmark, and Sweden. And I just got the bug. I was like, oh, get me out of this country. I just need to see more. Like, there's so much more out there. And my husband now at the time, but um, he did us, he did the same thing. He grew up kind of traveling nowhere. He's one of nine kids. How do you take nine kids anywhere? And so he um, did a study abroad with BYU um, the summer before we met. And he traveled to a bunch of different countries. They did like an around the world abroad. Wow. And he fell in love with traveling. So when we met, that was like one of our biggest 
like mutual love. So just like, I want to go here. I want to go here. I want to go here, which was really nice to have somebody who did want to get out. And then we got married. He got a job that um, was going to send us to Europe for two years. We were going to open a European market for this company. And while we were there, I'm like, I've never like totally publicly talked about this. While we were there, he's like, something's off. Something's really off. I feel like they're lying about stuff. The product's not doing what the, it's supposed so to. So the, the business was off. Yeah. Mm. He's like, I just feel, it's like, I call it intuition, call it whatever you want. Something's off. He's like, I don't like that we have to answer to people. And I don't like that we're kind of like relying on them to get us over there. Because they told us that we would be in Vegas. He'd be training in Vegas for like two months. And then we'd move to Austria. And so we started selling everything we owned. And he's like, something's off. It's just not like they keep pushing back my date. He's like, how about we just do kind of our own thing? And I was like, mm, that's a little scary. Like mm-hmm. your own business? Yeah, like okay. our own business. Yeah. Like something to get us like, maybe we find a job out there. Maybe we become expats. Like something where we get to travel, but we're not answering to people. Like you have the control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So we um, were literally driving from Utah down to Vegas one day. I'm asleep in the car. And I like sort of like rustle and wake up and he's like, uh, whenever you're fully awake, we need to talk. And like what, what woman on this planet wants to hear those? Oh my gosh. My heart, like my heart drops. I'm fully awake right now. Yeah. I was like, talk. You like run through anything you could have done wrong. And you're like, well, I haven't done anything wrong. But could he have taken anything wrong? Like I'm like nervous. I'm like sweating in the car. I I remember we're like going through the gorge. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to (laughs) die. I was like, well, I'm awake now, bud. Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to talk about? And he goes, well, I looked it up. Like we could be the fastest couple in the world to travel to every country. Really? And I was like, "Uh, okay. He's like, do you want to do that? Do you want to break a world record? I was like, "Uh, Sure. Like, you're just like sure yeah, that's it oh my yeah. god that's like, sure. so exciting though i would be all over that like were you immediately like yes or were you kind of like whatever like, sounds like a dream did mm. you think like in the back of your head like this probably is not gonna like come to anything yeah. how do you make that work how do you do that yeah okay. it doesn't make any sense and so i was just like whatever and at that time i was working for a full-time traveling family so i knew kind of the dynamic i knew how hard it was and I was just like, hmm, this is a lot harder than he thinks. But he goes to work, and about four days later, I receive a Google Doc from him with our itinerary for the next two years of every country we're going to and all the places we're traveling to. Wow. Oh, my gosh. "Hmm." He's like, he's really into this. Like, it's going (laughs) to happen. It's going to happen. Is he pretty spontaneous by nature? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it tracks. Oh, it tracks. Okay. And so, and he's a a go-getter. I was like, well, I guess we're going. And so then my next question is, okay, what does that realistically look like, especially financially? Mm. Because now you had a job lined up that now you're kind of backing out of. So how do you do that? So everything fell into place. The company actually went bankrupt. So he comes, oh, they come in one day at Jordan's kind of double working at the job. There's not a ton for him to do. And so he's working a lot on us leaving anyways he's like we're just gonna save up everything we have because I had an income he had an income he's like we'll save everything we've got spend absolutely nothing and we'll leave and then they said okay we're closing the doors today file for bankruptcy we're done and he like called me he's like well that didn't work out and I'm really glad we made our own plan 
So his, his intuition was like spot on. Spot on. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of got like a little job in the meantime while we tried to figure out some more logistics. And then he said no seven times to his friends for summer sales, but it's a nice, quick, easy way to make some money. Mm-hmm. So we knocked for two months and that's what funded our travels. And so we did, um, we left in late May of 2019, did 80 countries in 10 months and then COVID hit. So when you say funded your travels, like, do you have like a number, like this is how much we were able to save up and this is how much we needed, or is it kind of just like, we didn't have an idea of how much we needed. Okay. We just really hoped we could make it work. Okay. You're just like, this is what we have and mm-hmm. we're just going to make just it work. ate a lot of croissants. Oh, <laughs> sounds like, incredible. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my body would have disagreed. I gained a ton of weight while we were traveling. But uh, we we had a friend who, the full-time traveling family that I worked for, the like the wife, she posted and was like, we have a friend who's traveling to every country in the world. If you have a bed or a bedroom or a couch, they'll take it. And I didn't tell her to do that. And so I was like, no way is anybody going to offer us like strangers, Mm -hmm. like a couch or a bed or a bedroom. And they did. And we ended up staying with about like 70% of Europe was covered by locals. Did that scare you at all? Like staying with total strangers? It was so cool. Because you really get to know, like you get to know a country if like by the people that live there who really understand it. And so then you have the opportunity to be totally immersed in the culture in a home. Yes. And culture, religions, ways of living, standards of living in that country, you just pick up on a bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. and you start to pick and choose what you do and don't like and start to plan out your future. And so you're going into this, you like had enough money to get to these places. Did you have enough at the beginning to, to get to 80 countries or were you like, we'll figure out ways to make money as we go? No, we, we kind of had enough. We knew we probably wouldn't have enough, fo- a big enough following to be making money on socials, but we thought we had enough. So like h- how many days were you spending in each of these countries? Um, it depend. it was all dependent upon our, like our money, I guess, mm-hmm. our, our, the economic status of a country as well as our accommodations. As in like how expensive it was to be in that country. Okay. Yeah. And then like where you were staying, yeah, would you it. say maybe like an average of like two days, three days? I think we averaged between three to five. Okay. Some, some did get shorter if we didn't have a local hosting us. It's mm. like, oh, we can't really afford to stay here. Italy. Oh, okay. Oh. But Italy's so great. It was yeah. so great. We talk about, cause I think in my mind we traveled the way we traveled, I considered us poor. Like I, I was like, we are very poor. We can't afford to be here. And so I'm always like, oh, I can't wait to be rich and go back to Italy. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like, do it right. Jordan's like, we could like go now. Like, yeah. I was like, no, we have to be really wealthy to afford <laughs> to go there. So when we see you in Italy, we're going to know you've made it. Yeah. yeah. That's that's that's, we're, gonna know. we're peaking. <laughs> cool. We okay. won the lottery. Something sketchy's awesome. happened. But do you feel like you were still able to enjoy the countries? Like you're not just like, okay, oh, yeah. we're just rushing through this just to hit our goal. It's like, yeah. no, we're going to enjoy this experience. Yeah. And I will say, because people are like, oh, I, I don't want to travel and have to post everything. I don't want to have to make all of this content and all that stuff. Like, that sounds awful. It forces you to do so much. Mm-hmm. You see so much. You live in this. You have to get out because you have to film something and you get to experience something at the same time. So it's kind of like this give and take. 
the pressure of having to produce the content, but you end up with these crazy cool memories. Like mm. we went to a country called Malta off the coast of Italy and we went to Popeye's village and because we're making content, Jordan volunteered to play Popeye in the little play that they had. It's like, which he you would never normally do would, that. He would yeah. Yeah. never. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this Jordan now, the Jordan I'm currently married to, he'd be all over it. But the Jordan we left with, oh no, mm-hmm. he didn't do spotlight. He doesn't do like center of attention by any means. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll be Popeye. And I was like, because that's what the the followers want. Yeah. They want to see you really experiencing things. Yeah, he's like, Babe, firsthand. He's like gotta do it for the video yeah and i was like okay <laughs> who is this are, and so are there um like for the world record are there do you have to be in a country for a certain amount of time for it to qualify no oh you could just like stop there literally put your feet on the ground and move on yeah like one of my biggest regrets is we couldn't afford to stay in cyprus so that one was a stopover i think about it a lot i feel mm. like we did cyprus dirty yeah. So you'll have to go back there someday. Yeah. Um, the world record, we were going through Guinness. And so Guinness had this insane list of things required. And we've stopped. We we aren't working technically towards the Guinness record anymore. But it was, you had to have your transportation, like receipt essentially. So either a flight or a taxi, but you could never take private. So we couldn't have a friend drive us across the border. We always had to take a plane, a train, or like a public can, form of transportation. So you yeah. can track it. Yeah. So they know. So we had oh. it in, like a ticket in and a ticket out. We had a time-stamped time photo there, as well as a satellite, like, geographical pin. So we had an app where we had to, like, pin that we were there. And then I feel like there was one other. I swear it was. Oh, <laughs> a witness signature, two witness signatures saying that we were in that country. Like just a resident or like a official? Just anybody. Mm. Oh, wow. Which like kind of seemed a little weird. It's like anybody could say that we were there, but they said that they really would follow up on some of With, them. They'd pick like oh, random okay. people to contact. So we had a spiral bound book that we'd get two signatures with their phone number and their email. And sometimes people, like we'd have to go up to strangers do you yeah. mind signing this? <laughs> Saying like, that we're here in front of you in this country? They're like, I, I don't know. Did you. you ever get pushed back or were they yeah. just like, sure? They're like, no, you can't have that information. You can't mm-hmm. have this. And I was like, I get it, but I need it. <laughs> so a picture wouldn't work just because it could be photoshopped, I guess? Yeah. Okay. We did need a sti- time-stamped photo to show, and it had to be in front of something that would make it look more real, I guess. Yeah. It couldn't just be like a blank wall. Yeah, like the, I don't know, mm-hmm. some sort of famous monument like or something Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower. yeah or and then you're like, like obviously there yeah so okay so you guys are planning your trips what are there are some things that now we know that you were planning like we have to plan what where we're getting the content we're we're planning like um the travel is there anything else that goes into the planning like wh- right before you go to a country what are the things you're thinking through mm. we would usually look at whether the economics involved uh like for example we'd go to we went to Switzerland we just knew we couldn't afford it. <laughs> it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, in Europe, it kind of like how we can get, America's a little different. It's kind of like how we can get like a quesadilla anywhere or something like that. In, in Europe, you can get a duner kebab, like um, shaved meat on bread kind uh-huh. of everywhere. Mm. It's like a Middle Eastern dish that you can get anywhere. You can usually get it for like 2 to $3 in almost any country. Switzerland is $12. 
Whoa. And, we, and it's not because the meat or the bread's better. It's just because everything's well, they're more like, expensive. Yeah. Everything to like transport there is a lot. They yeah. don't, they don't ha- like do a lot on their own. And produce a lot yeah, on their own. And I was just like, are we going to split this? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how do we consume it? And, and even we went to the grocery store and I was like, we can't afford broccoli. <laughs> like we can't be here. We've oh, got to go. No. We got to leave. Luckily we had a friend who hosted us, which was so nice, but we could barely afford to eat there. So it's a lot of that stuff before we arrive. How much can we spend there? Um, not, we weren't too strict. We we're just smart. Mm. It wasn't like, Oh, let's ball out on this meal. It was kind of like, mm, can't ball out on any meal. So that seems like it's probably one of your biggest like unexpected challenges. Would you say there were any other unexpected challenges with this? Yes. Our very first flight, we went from Salt Lake to Denver and then it was supposed to be Denver to New York, New York to Paris. Paris was our first stop and our flight got canceled and we didn't have traveler's insurance. So we got to Denver and we're just like, yeah. Now what? We didn't even make it out. <laughs> We're still in America. Your very first place, of <laughs> yeah, course. Yeah, I was like, just doing it for the content. And <gasps> so we had to go and buy very expensive flights to Paris. Luckily, had no idea you can fly Denver to Paris nonstop. But it just sucked. Yeah. Like, oh, there's thousands of dollars that we just lost. So did that then make you want to buy traveler's insurance from then on yep. out? Yep. Mm. Super quick. Yeah. <laughs> so fast. Okay. Well, we learned our lesson quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had no idea. I, I don't know. We're young and reckless and insurance sounds silly. And so why totally. would we buy traveler's insurance? Nothing bad will happen. Nothing yeah. ever happens. Yeah. yeah. And were you always, were you, so that was like a flight to Paris and then from Paris, was it all um, just like transportation through bus or train? Did you do any more flights? Um, yeah, we had to fly. Um, so from Paris, we went to Malta. And that's a flight because it's an island. And then um, Malta, we flew to Italy. And then everything else was pretty much train. Mm. We had a, it's called Eurail, pa- Eurail Pass. And so you just, we had an unlimited three-month train pass, essentially is what it was. That was kind of hard to navigate, but you... You literally write in where you're going, what train number, what time, and where you're arriving. And then the ticket guy would come through and just scan our URL pass and see it was a three-month unlimited and we were okay. Mm. So that was nice to not have to take on that budget every time. Like Just know that you could go wherever. Yeah. Yeah. And you had it covered. Yeah. That was good. So you've been to 107 countries. Of these countries, do you feel like there's been any particular moment that was like life-changing for you or that stood out, left a profound impact on you? I have like chills. I'm like, "Mm, yeah, there's there's a few. Because there's like negative and there's positive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we, yeah, you can can share share more. Both. both. (laughs) Like it can be an impact either way. Yeah. Um, I think growing up as a little girl, you have that saying like Paris is always a good idea or something. Mm-hmm. I got to Paris and again, we're poor. Like, like we feel poor. I cannot afford to be in Paris. Why am I in Paris? What am I going to do in Paris? Luckily, my best friend's a professional tennis player. And so we actually planned our travels around her tournaments. So we went mm-hmm. to um, like the French Open and then we like traveled around and then met her up at Wimbledon. And so like we had a great time in Paris, but I had no business being there. Couldn't, it's not like I was shopping. I wasn't really eating all like the fine food or anything. Mm-hmm. And then I made it to a country called Slovenia. It is, it's like, I'm always nervous saying it out loud. It is Europe's best kept secret. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Would gosh. not have thought of that. Yeah. And how come? What makes it it's, so great? 
and and as I like kind of talk about more countries, I really um, I grade them based on like the vibe. Not to sound super mm. like weird, but it's like the vibe of Slovenia is so chill and kind and happy and easy and carefree. And while you're there, you just absorb it. There's we went to. And oh my gosh, if anyone's been there, and as I pronounce it, they're like, "No, you didn't." Okay, we won't know. <laughs> no. It's called like Vlenica Planina, and it's yeah, this none of our <laughs> listeners will know that. <laughs> Perfect. Until someone's like, "Uh, served a mission in Slovenia." Oh, she okay. botched it, but um, it's like these um shepherd hills. So you take a ski lift up and over this mountain of sorts, and as you're coming down, there's this mist and fog, and you come through it, and there are these hills just rolling green hills and these shepherds live there during the summer and they just make milk and cheese and that's just what they do during the summer and they live in these yurts and it's just the cutest freaking thing and i was like oh they're so happy here like it's just there was so much joy and seeing these people's passion and then you drive another couple hours and you see this place called lake bled you've seen the pictures it's um it's a lake and then in the center of it is a little church on an island and it's beautiful. It's perfect. You, you're just there and you're happy. And then you drive another couple hours and you're on the coast and you're right on the ocean. It's just like. And none of that really requires much money. No. And so did you find that as you were traveling? Like a lot of the things that you can appreciate and that are really in your memory didn't cost a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Some so of neat. like the money, we actually didn't do a ton of anything that cost money. Now that I think about it, I hadn't really noticed until just now. But yeah, everything was kind of free. Mm -hmm. It's just like a simpler lifestyle, it sounds like for them. And like they're finding the happiness in that. Yeah. Yeah. And I have like a random question, but um, this is something I always consider when we're trying to plan a trip with like my husband when he's involved is that we we have similar things that we want to get out of a vacation Mm -hmm. or, or our travels. But then we also have like different things that we really appreciate so were there certain, like if I'm going on a trip, I need to have like amazing architecture like that. Mm-hmm. I love like architecture and I, and not necessarily shopping, but I do want to like have some form of like visiting like boutique little random places. And then I also love gardens. So like mm-hmm. that's important to me. Were there certain things that you guys at each place were like, we need to go do something like this? Were they similar? Were they different? We, I wouldn't say that we had like that luxury at that time. It was more of what's the most interesting thing to do here Mm. and then now it is way more I want to do this I want to do this let's make this work right for both of you yeah like Jordan's very much I need an experience I need an adventure I'm kind of like can I just see something really pretty Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and well you probably get a good mix yeah Mm -hmm. so back to the life-changing things are are there any more you want to share you said Um, there might be some negative (laughs) or there there's this uh little country it's pronounced Kiribati but it's like spelled Kiribati and um it's this little island in Polynesia and this is one of those things where I'm just like how did I get myself involved in this and my so we were in a little island before and it had no internet this island we were on I can't even remember what it was called it might come to me but we had no internet and he's like I don't think Kiribati has internet either because I can't find any um, hotels there. Like there's no listing for hotels. There's nowhere for us to stay. I don't know what we're going to do. 
Hmm. And I was like, it's concerning. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't, I don't know what we're going to do either. Like, uh, he's like, he had this like glimmer in his eye. Oh. And he's like, I think it would be such a good video if we just went there and tried to rely on the kindness of strangers. As in taking you in, uh-huh. giving you a place to yeah. sleep, giving you some food. I to mean, eat. it's a good idea. <laughs> like, is it? Yeah. Is it? I mean, I'm excited to hear the outcome. Yeah. Is it? It was it? No. It was. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh! Like it was so hard. So we, <laughs> and I don't. I've never told this story, but it's like um, we land, and this is. It's such a weird. Um, position to be in to try and find people who might be nice and also have the means because this is a very small island very very tiny and I'm like okay who's who will have the means to take us in as well as who's kind enough to say yes so we see this woman and what I assume is her daughter and they're unloading so many things off the conveyor belt and I was like, they probably have the means. Like, they, they have a lot of stuff. Hmm. And so I was like, okay. We, like, targeted them. <laughs> like, thinking, looking back, it's like, like, these are our people. And so Jordan went up and was just honest. Like, hey, we have nowhere to stay tonight. Is there any chance that we could stay with you guys just for tonight? And then tomorrow we'll, we'll scour the island for somewhere else to stay. <laughs> And that is so scary, by the way. Yeah. I would be so uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm like filming it and, and like shaking. I was just like, where are we going? And they're like, yeah. Oh my gosh, of course. Absolutely. We'd be happy to. Doug, our family's here to pick us up. And they're from us. This, this these people I think are originally from Kitabas, but now they live in Australia and they do well. And so they like we found out they're bringing stuff back to their families and their friends here. So they they take us in their van and they pull up to this like dirt area, I guess. And they take our suitcases and we're just following them. And I just want to like preface, I, we're so grateful. So, yeah. so grateful. But we slept in a human-sized chicken coop. <gasps> no. Wait, yeah. What, were there real chickens in it? No. But it was like that size. It's a chicken coop. It was a it chicken was a, coop. It was a chicken coop once upon a like time. Like what was the, the floor like? Like So you're like it's dirt. on four legs. Cause yeah, it's on four legs. It's an island, so like water would come in and out and stuff. And it's just a wood plank. So they put our suitcases in there. And I was like, oh that <laughs> That's where they hold the suitcases. That's their storage <laughs> shed. <laughs> no surely we won't and sleep in there they're like here you go and they're like oh um we're out of we're out of sleeping pads we need to go down to the next village and go get you a sleeping pad and i'm looking at jordan and i was like what 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 happened what did we just do what did we just get involved in and so we go down to the next village and these women pull their children off of their sleeping pads and give them give us a, like a, a twin size. And my husband, just for reference, is like 6'4", 220 pounds. And they give us a twin size mattress pad, like like a, I don't oh. even know how to describe it. It's, it's maybe, two, maybe two inches thick and plastic. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like I won't be sleeping. So did you sleep at all? Mm, nope. Yeah. So we get into the coop <laughs> and it's, there's so many mosquitoes. It's so hot. It's unbelievably humid. It's raining, 
but no breeze. Mm. And he and I are just dripping sweat, dripping sweat all night long. And we're like sleeping on our hoodies and our hoodies are absorbing the sweat. And we have a very funny video in regards to it. But I woke up and I looked like Hellboy. I had like mosquito bites like perfectly on the peaks of my forehead and covered in mosquitoes. And ones that like kind of burned. So I'm not even 100% sure that's what it was. And I just woke up the next morning and I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I gotta go. We have to go. Like the roosters were crowing at some odd hour, and I was like, "Yeah, we're done." So that was it. Then you were like, "We're going. We're moving on to the next (laughs) country." (laughs) So weirdly enough, um, we the the woman was like, "I'll take you through town because I have to go drop off clothes to a friend." So we're taking us through town, and we look to our left, and there's this beautiful school school that's white, and um, about fifty missionaries come out of it. Like for the Church of Jesus Christ. Oh, really? Like 50 to 100 missionaries come out of this area. And some of them hop in rowboats. Some of them start just walking. And we looked at our, like the lady we were with, and we're like, we're getting out. We see our people. This is where we belong. We need to figure out what's going on. (laughs) I feel safe. We need help. And so we get out, and apparently it's this church-run school that the kids go to. And the missionaries were in town because the, the dentist... Um, comes every two years and so every single missionary had to come Mm -hmm. get their teeth checked and so missionaries kind of like telling we tell them what we've just been through what's going on and they're like no there's like better places you could sleep so they're like let's bring you into the office and the area 70 happens to be there and he looks at me (laughs) and he's like are you okay and I was like because of all your bumps all my bumps (laughs) I'm covered in mosquito bumps and I was like oh and he uh he's just like do you do you need help like "Mm -hmm." and I start crying and he's like what happened what who are you what is going on and so I kind of explained it to him he's like get in the car get in the car get your husband let's go so they drove us and we show him where we were we've somehow managed to tell him where we were and he's like nicest way possible you are in like slums of of Kiribati like I'll put you up in a hotel like there's somewhere nice we have air conditioning and I was like I called my mom I was like I'm in the nicest hotel I've ever been in in my life (laughs) it's all perspective right (laughs) oh yeah yeah. it's like motel six like it's awful but we're like this is perfect and so it was it was one of those experiences where you're quickly humbled like quickly quickly humbled and so unbelievably grateful and at the same time so scared yeah well and how incredible that those locals like we're just willing to like give what they had like Mm -hmm. obviously it's not like a situation you want to be in but like the fact that they were just like sure we will like give you the pads from our kids yeah sleepings like and weirdly enough so we post that video and we couldn't we waited for that woman to come back and get us she said she'd be back in one hour and we sat there and waited and waited and waited and she never came and that's when I got the area 70 Mm -hmm. but she commented on our YouTube video later. She's like, oh my gosh, I've been looking for a way to contact you guys. I ended up getting like really, really ill and I had to like stay put where I was visiting my friends. I'm so glad you found somebody to take you mm-hmm. guys, care of you guys because I couldn't even move. We're oh. like, okay, it all worked yeah, out. Like how we, it was supposed to. So like looking back on that experience, were there ever times that you just like looked at your husband and you're like, I'm out, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Or, or was that like not even an option? I tried to be a pretty good sport about that, 
but there were like Kira Boss was definitely one of those ones where I just like looked at him and was like, I need a break. Mm-hmm. And and I think we actually took a break right after that. We came home and surprised our families for Christmas. Oh, that's fine. So you said you kind of gave up on like the or you set aside the Guinness record. Yeah. Can you explain why? It was just it wasn't feasible after COVID. Um, and they like, were, they were pretty nice about it. They're just like, well, basically start the clock when you leave the, a country, like leave America and then stop the clock if you need to come back. And it was just getting like the semantics involved were just getting ridiculous. And, and then also traveling kind of sucked. We traveled, um, uh, we moved to Hawaii in 2020. I gave birth February, 2021. And then we started traveling at 10 weeks and you just get to a country and their COVID restrictions are insane. And it just, you weren't, it ex- became a lot. Yeah. yeah well, how unlucky it. for you that like <laughs> I know. literally the craziest thing, one of the craziest things to happen to the world and to traveling in general happened right in the middle of your goal. My brother texted me like right when the world was shutting down because we were in the Philippines and he's like, what a terrible time to call yourselves travelers. Yeah. And I was like, oh, really? tell me yeah. about it, bud. <laughs> and Jordan was like looking at everything as an obstacle and, and we could figure out a way around it. And I was like, wave the flag, buddy. We're done. Mm-hmm. The world is shutting down. He's like, we can go to South America. I was like, I don't know. World, world shutting down. And he's like, what about Japan? I was like, are you... Never mind. Do you not hear me? So I literally, <laughs> I literally called his dad and was like, your son's irrational. I was like, you need to, I'm tattling, basically tell him to come home. Was it just hard on him to let go of it? Oh, a hundred percent, which yeah. I totally It was understand. like his baby. It was his idea. Oh yeah. And he put everything into it and it was like really starting to take off. And then we were going to, we were about to go home and not have content because all of our contents travel. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a job? No. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah, it it was really so. So COVID hits. You guys come back, and then when did you start back with traveling again? Yeah, so we came back. We decided we'll just do summer sales and make as much money as we could. We lived in Minnesota, and then um, I got pregnant, which was always part of the plan. The plan was to get pregnant, travel through Africa while pregnant, so that the baby wouldn't have to. And then by the time the baby was born, we'd do South America and we'd be finished. And then obviously it didn't work with COVID. So I basically got pregnant, summer ended, and we moved to Hawaii. And then after, once he was 10 weeks old, we left. And we traveled to a little, like a couple places in the U.S. And then we went down to South America for a minute. But when he was around seven months, I was like right on the brink of a mental breakdown because I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> and so I was like, we're done. Mm-hmm. And I, I made us buy a house for like two months. We, we bought a house and lived in it for like two or three months so I could sleep, which literally rational looking back, but also now mm-hmm. mortgage rates. So you like, still have that same house? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you just rented it when you went back out. Yep. We oh, rented okay. it so out. So that was smart. Yeah. It worked out. It's not out, a bad idea. But it was scary. Yeah. Jordan was like, what are we doing? All of our money is gone. And I was like, we need a house. I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like we need a house. And I'm glad because now I got pregnant again and we are able to, like, we just kicked out of the renters. Mm-hmm. And you now have a place we to have live. a place. And we'll leave again in June. Okay. But at this point, you're like, the... The goal to beat the record, that's done. 
Yeah. But like, we'll still travel, but that's, we're going to take that pressure off of us. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which was super, super nice, especially with a child to not try and rush through them. Yes. And it just, it made everything like a little more valuable. So can you kind of shed some light? Because I think a lot of people probably deal with traveling with kids and the difficulties of that. Like, how was that for you? So I don't want to be like insensitive to certain situations, but like my top recommendation when traveling with children is learn to control your own emotions. Mm. Your kid feels everything. Even if you have a smile on your face and even if you're hiding it, your kid still feels it. So it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous for this flight, but everything's going to be fine. Everything's fine. It's like your kid, your kid knows you the best, like better than you know yourself. So they feel that. So it's, when you go into traveling, okay, something could go wrong or okay, today is going to be one hard day. There's a good chance today is going to be one hard day of traveling. No big deal. Absolutely nothing we can't handle. Like really though, mm-hmm. what is the absolute worst? Like a blowout? Mm, fine, I brought extra clothes. Like I'm prepared. And so I need my mental to be strong and happy and easy because then my baby is strong mm-hmm. and happy and easy. You just have to be superwoman. You just have to put that face on. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you just have to do it. I, I, mm-hmm. I tell everybody, I'm like the biggest thing you can prepare is your own mind. Because your kid just feeds off of you. Well, and there are so many things out of your control. Like there are things you could have everything perfectly planned and something could go wrong that could throw everything off. Yeah. And so you have to be adaptable. Just have like a smile on your face. Yeah. Was it was it ever like so hard though? Honestly, like again, I don't want to be insensitive, but not really because I went into it knowing anything could go wrong and it didn't matter. Yeah. I, I will eventually get there. It could take two days to get there, but I'm going to get there and it's going to be fine. And the reason we're going is because we want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and how cool for your son to now have like these experiences and be able to experience all these different cultures. And like if you let the fear of what could happen with traveling with children stop you from traveling. Yeah. Like just be like me and not go anywhere. <laughs> it's just so much, everything's so, so easy at your house, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then like, I mean, it's okay. I think it's good to get out of your comfort zone a little. Yeah. And like you said, like what truly is the worst that could happen? Yeah. And, and that was a big motto of ours. Jordan and I in the beginning was there's no growth in the comfort zone. So we were constantly uncomfortable and get comfortable being uncomfortable. And then same with our son. He's become so wildly adaptable and uh, like he obviously he has things he prefers but he'll be fine mm-hmm. um with that do you speak any other languages this just came to my mind because like he might be this might be a good ex- experience for him to like learn little bits of different languages yeah so my husband speaks mandarin and so he speaks mm-hmm. to lenin in mandarin i don't know anything okay i'm trying to like learn with lenin but the only way i could really learn is if i immersed myself for 2 years and we talk about it a lot living somewhere where Mandarin is the main language. Hmm. But that's a big commitment. <laughs> it's a big commitment. But cool that Lennon's learning. That's yeah. your son. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. And so along with that, what were some of like the biggest cultural takeaways for oh, you? So many cool things. So many cool things. Like one of uh, uh we went to this little town in Sweden called Sunsvall and they have what's called Goody Saturday for their kids. Um, after you turn five, you're allowed goodies or sweets lollies candy call it what you want and they get these little dishes and they have like three or four gummies in them and these kids like that's the age they have sugar 
that's the age that they're they get to like bounce off the wall for like 10 minutes from like three or four gummies and wow it's like understood amongst all the parents so if it's a saturday and they're like we're gonna go to the movies we're gonna get a few lollies is that okay and they're like yeah of course they're they're of age they can have them i was like what like in America, yeah. that is not the case. <laughs> and I was like, I love this. I was like, I'm moving to Sweden. And so we tried as long as we could with our son too to avoid sugar that wasn't naturally producing and all that stuff just because you can see it. It's done mm. in other places. But I think a lot of times so many excuses are made here. It's like, oh, it's everywhere, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, it does make it easier when a whole country can rally behind an idea like that. And all the parents are in on it. Yeah. So it's not like it's, oh, I go to so-and-so's house and they have a jar of M&Ms that I can just dip my hand into whenever. It, and I'm not like against sugar, but it was just kind of cool to see that these kids, you could actually, we witnessed like their two kids function like mm -hmm. Monday through Friday and then on Saturday, like what the sugar would do to them. And so they're like, yeah, see, like they don't need that except mm -hmm. for on Saturdays. I was like, oh, I'm taking that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I should do that, at least for myself. Are there <laughs> any other things that you've taken from different countries that you've been like, I want to for sure apply this to our life back at home? Uh, minimalism, mm -hmm. like a lot in Scandinavia. They have that minimalism. Same with um, like grocery shopping too. They're, they buy when they need to eat. They don't buy in case. Oh, so like mean, they're probably going like every day to the market? Just about. That's the dream, mm. honestly, like fresh produce every day. Yeah. 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 It's super nice. So we, we really try and make sure we're not wasteful. We we've witnessed just how much of an impact it can make to be sustainable and have sustainable living as well as living in Maui. It like helped with that as well. You're, you're kind of just aware of the impact your consumption has mm. on the world. When you say minimal, yeah. Like what are some things that you don't really buy that you feel like a lot of people are buying? because I call us I, out I need some help yeah. so like no yeah our like, husbands are gonna be like yeah can you make this a whole segment I'm just like you know what I'm so good at talking myself into buying things I'm really good at selling myself on stuff so like I can pretty much tell myself I need anything that I this is want. gonna be like a little bit more geared towards you yeah it's fine I accept Let's it. Hear it yes I love um, it like house decor yeah oh. yeah because you probably are just like it's if it's functional but not if it's just pretty Mm -hmm. okay yeah. like I had to buy I wanted to because I've never had it before I wanted to buy Christmas decor this year mm -hmm. it was the hardest thing for me to do to buy something that I'm going to put in a box oh. blew my freaking mind but like it is providing a function which is just like memories <laughs> yeah. and happiness that's what I was and, like I'm yeah. creating magic I'm creating magic and, yeah, yeah. and maybe we'll do like Thanksgiving to Valentine's Day is all of our Christmas decor is up so then I can validate like the situation mm -hmm. okay so but it makes more sense to have it to purchase because you can use it longer oh my gosh to oh. purchase something that I'm gonna put away or like pillows that are like seasonal that freaks me out because it's just like, oh, I'm oh. going to put that away. Wow. So have you, do you feel like you've always been like this? Or do you feel like the starting the traveling made you become this oh, way? no. I was, if any of my friends growing up would listen to this, they're like, huh, Chloe had four closets. Mm. I had a, um, an overconsumption problem. Like at one point I, I had, I had my mom's house. I had my dad's house and I lived in LA. All three closets are full, closed with tags. Like no questions asked. I had just to have to have. You just wanted it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. I had a huge issue. 
and then I look back, I'm like, oh, what was she thinking? Mm-hmm. That's so cool, though. That That's something yeah. for sure that I, I think we like could all learn from. If I'm going to another country, I would have to be, like, buying things along the way. It would be so hard for me to be somewhere and not take a piece of it. Like, I just find a lot of value in, like, the object mm-hmm. and, like, the memory that's tied to the object. But you can't do that. Like, you can't buy souvenirs because you don't have a... The thing with I was seeing with you, like, you're creating the content and the videos, I feel like that's what you're taking with you. Bingo. Mm-hmm. That's a hundred percent. We had to go into it knowing that the content we're creating is the souvenir. Mm-hmm. Every now and then we made an exception if we found a really beautiful watercolor because I could slip mm-hmm. it into where my laptop is and it had to be a certain size. And my dad has an art collection. So we put all of our watercolors with my dad's art collection and I'll just inherit that when he kicks it. And so mm. I'm like, I'll get them back one day, mm-hmm. which has been really nice to know that I do have some parts of some places. Yeah. But yeah, our content is it for us, really. Yeah. That makes Speaking sense. of content, I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. So you do have an Instagram account, and this is where you started like posting all the content. It's called Counting Countries, right? Yeah. And so a while back, you decided to take a little like step back from that and let your husband be the face of that. Can you talk us through your decision on that? Yes, so I have really strong opinions and I'm a multifaceted individual and I'm a woman. So my brain doesn't work in um, like a one track mind. I can't, I I couldn't only do travel. I had Mm. so many things I wanted to talk about and we had developed such a really cool community of people Cause I, like I have lupus and so I have like a lot of really cute, sweet, sick women who are part of my community and I would talk about that and then I'd lose people and they're like, what about the travel? And then I'd post mm-hmm. travel and they're like, but how are you traveling and you're sick? And then I start talking about I'm sick and like, it's just like, I had so many things to say and then 2020 happened and I had really strong opinions mm-hmm. <laughs> and like w- just about COVID restrictions COVID, and yeah. George Floyd, like okay. the, the rigmarole anything that was going on you wanted to talk about it yeah but you didn't feel like you could do that with your I'd get canceled counting okay and I didn't want to get canceled yeah cancel culture is scary it's Mm -hmm. yeah and and for me my perspective is aggressively neutral like so my really strong opinions is like neutrality for most things is there are two sides to every story um at the end of the day, like not to sound like the girl on Mean Girls, but like, can we just all get along and like mm-hmm. love each other? Do you feel like you play devil's advocate a lot? Like oh. if someone, so if someone was like, this is how it should be, you're like, but what about this side of yes. it? Okay. My mom hates it because mm-hmm. my mom will like complain about something. And I, I realize like she just wants to complain and I'm like, but like, what about this? And yeah. she's like, can you, you about just this? let me, <laughs> can you just let me be here? And I'm like, like, no, because no. there's always two sides. Yeah, yeah. Like you need to see both sides. I'm, I'm like the biggest um, advocate of perspective. Yeah. And that's hard on social media when you have a, a following who maybe is one-sided, who you've kind of like geared yourself to be that way. Yeah. It's hard to now like flip around and show yes. different facets of yourself. And and it's hard when I'm speaking on behalf of two people. It's me and mm-hmm. Jordan. So I, I can't, I can't do that because Jordan and I don't necessarily have the same opinion on things. So for me to say something, I'm speaking on behalf of both of us and that's not fair. Yeah. So I basically was just kind of like, I, I can't do this. I can't do it. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to us. It's not fair to our future, our career. And so he started, it took us a while to figure out exactly what to do about it. He kind of started a new Instagram in a sense. He, he had an Instagram where he'd post like 
really cool places around the world. And so he tried to change it into his because um, he would like take other people's content and post it and like credit mm. them. And then he's like, you know what? I'll just make it my page. And that didn't really work out. It wasn't it wasn't flowing as much. So he just started a brand new page in February, a brand new Instagram, brand new TikTok. And and what's that called? Is Counting Countries. He, oh, he took the okay. name. So I became Chloe Ann, and then he took Counting Countries. Oh, interesting. Okay. Which has worked out tremendously. So now you can post your own content separately. Yeah. Okay. I get to be as opinionated as I want to be. Yeah. And then you know the people that are there are there for that. They're yeah. there for you. Yeah. And they're okay with that. Yeah. Instead of being like, mm-hmm. stick to travel, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to anymore. Yeah, you can. And, and your husband's totally okay with that. He's like, you do your thing. He's supportive. Oh, yeah. That's like, awesome. Which has been so nice. So I want to talk a little bit about the relationship dynamic between you and your husband. So like traveling as like extensively as a couple can be hard. Like, you know, there's a lot of differences that could go into that. So do you feel like you have any top advice or tips for like how to maintain a healthy dynamic while traveling? Yeah. So um, we went into it with a few rules. I actually wonder if I could find the notes still. Um, One of them is vague I would say I think like you can get a little more specific with it but emotions are a choice yes they do come up but they're absolutely your choice to feel them and act upon them Hmm. so that's great advice for all things in marriage (laughs) not just travel (laughs) yeah Yeah. it was when you're working together and you're traveling together and everything is out of your control pretty much you have to pick and choose your emotions Mm -hmm. so when you get (laughs) I forgot. We had a rule. I totally forgot about this. We had a rule that if you're angry or frustrated and you took it out on the other person and it wasn't warranted. Okay. So like if I, if a flight, we missed a flight or something like that, we missed a train and Jordan would like snap at me. I'm like, Hey, do you want food? I don't want food right now. Like we just missed our flight. I need to figure this out. That's wildly unwarranted. I did absolutely nothing. I like, I didn't cancel the flight. So the rule was if you took that frustration out on the other you had to do a hundred burpees <laughs> oh my gosh did you get really strong or were you not getting or are you just you not, kidding me? i'm gonna prevent that from happening i would never do a hundred burpees it's my nightmare so and you yeah you never mm-mm. yeah okay no and and i always told jordan i'm like you can call me out like if i if i have taken it out on you but i really i took a deep breaths a lot of deep breaths so how many burpees did Jordan end up doing? He only did it twice. Okay, that's not bad. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's really, I mean, he should be proud. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I was proud of like the man I married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, he figured it out. He controlled it. Like there was something we couldn't find a taxi and like the taxi guys were just ripping on him and just trying to overcharge him. And he just lost it on me. Like mid between mm-hmm. fighting them, he started fighting me. I was like, oh, cute. 100 burpees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's see it. Let's go. And he was like, no no and I was like do you think I deserved that and he's like no gosh and so he did 100 burpees the next day do you guys still do that even when you're not traveling we've gotten to the point now where it's it's it doesn't happen you know better yeah figured it out yeah Yeah. it's almost like second nature like when that emotion comes up don't take it out on the other person Mm -hmm. communicate it Mm -hmm. I'm really mad right now us speaking is not gonna help can we just take a sec like and we'll kind of go our separate ways or I, I need to walk out of the room it's like, cool. No, I'd rather you tell me that than take it out on me. Mm-hmm. Especially with a kid now. Yeah. I don't want him to like see anything or see us not be able to f- control that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of parents too are like, 
okay, calm your heart. Like, tell me what's wrong. It's like, we expect them to control their emotions. We should be doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah, That's great advice. Very good. Well, this has been a great, I think a good conversation just about like, not just seeing the world from um, a different point of view, but just like life, you know, like you have had such good perspective on getting outside of your own box. And you started that really early in your marriage, and I think it served you really well. So it's been really cool. Yeah. Um, we do have some questions we ask everybody. Okay. So we're going to ask them to you. Um, first one is, do you have any daily non-negotiables? Like things that you're like, especially I feel like as you were traveling a lot, that you were like, I have to do this every day. Yeah, we were very big. And now that I'm pregnant, I'm not. But we were very big on working out. Um and prioritizing that not so much in the beginning because we were staying with locals so we didn't really know how to do that but now in the last three years since having our son we are always at the gym we even when we travel we stay at marriott's like because they have Mm. the best gym and the best breakfast buffets but we will trade off gyms uh, or going to the gym because it's so important for our mental health as well as our physical health Mm -hmm. that we stay in shape because in our first travels, I ended up gaining 45 pounds. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get that. I went on a cruise this past week in four days. I, I don't know. I feel like I gained like a pound a day. <laughs> like, yeah. I just ate, like I said, croissants and like a lot of butter. Yeah. And I was sad sometimes. So oh. I ate a lot of ice mm-hmm. cream and <laughs> it was just like filled the hole. So yep. real quick tangent, but back to the Marriott thing. Were you guys accruing like points along the way? Was that like one thing that kind of helped you to keep going? Yes. Okay, and oh, that was like Marriott points. Were you getting, um, did you set up like certain credit cards? Yeah. Okay. We we're big on the credit card game because people were always like, oh, how are you flying business class? How are you doing this? Mm. And blah, blah, blah. It's like points. Nice. We do everything to Did points. eventually you get like sponsors? Like did anybody want to sponsor you for you to like advertise them? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. It was a little harder and we were moving so fast. It was like, hey, we're coming to your country tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> want to host us? And yeah. they're like, tomorrow? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, usually that stuff has to go through like a process. I could see how that'd be really hard. Yeah, like this summer we're traveling through the U.S. And so right now I'm in negotiations with travel boards to like get everything worked out. Mm. This is so much farther in advance than usual, but now we've got two kids. So I need, yeah. I need more of, I need more structure. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so non-negotiables for the day exercise. Was there, is there anything else? Um, Just getting outside, honestly. Making sure we get outside because we'd have work days. Um, we function like normal people. It's like what we always try and tell people. Um, like you go and take your kid to the park and then maybe that same week you go to the museum and you're like, oh, it was a good week. Like we did a good job. We got out. We did something. Same thing with us. But maybe our museum is like Hong Kong Disneyland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like a little different. Yeah. But the other days we go to the nearby park and we just play and we get some work done. And we're, we still function but we try and do something fun or exciting once to one to two times a week. Yeah. Or still normal. It's a good goal. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Next question. Three favorite things like products, TV shows, foods, whatever right now. Um, I'm obsessed with just ingredients, specifically their strawberries and cream protein powder. Oh, oh I have not tried that. That's, <gasps> that's our mom's favorite. Actually. Oh, she loves that. Do you have a ninja creamy? Uh huh. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's probably, yeah. Yeah. She uses it in that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I have four bags currently because she Dang. sells out of it 
all the time. Mm. So I get super Did you get scared. a bunch during the Black Friday sale? Oh my gosh. That was such... <laughs> my, my husband was like, what do you want for Christmas? I was like, I want you to not look at the credit card bill. What a great... It's just all protein powder. Request. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like protein powder, her face oil, like everything. I'm obsessed. Cool. So when it comes to her, you will not be minimalist. No. That's where all you'll spend. Things. Because I use it daily. Yeah. I use her pre-workout. I use her face oil, her body lotion, her protein powder. I use it all daily. Electrolytes, collagen, all of it. All right. Love that. Yeah. Okay, cool. I trust her with my life. Yeah, we have a sister <laughs> like that too. Like, yeah, she's, she's just like, with I like all of her stuff. Yeah. yeah, I like her products too. Okay, anything else? Um, I've been reading the Akatar series. I just finished mm. it. Um, it's like a court of thorns and roses. Yes, I've heard. I haven't read, but I've heard people love it. The first book is like paying admission to a park. You just kind of got to get through it. There's mm. like a lot of details to it. Um, but you kind of need it in order to read the rest. But oh my gosh, it was so good. I read all five books in seven days. Wow. Hopefully that's they make amazing. it into a TV show. Yeah, because that's, that's, that's how I will consume Kirsten. it. Yes. <laughs> so like, I'm really hopeful it's not just a book. There is a rumor that that's okay. happening. I bet sure. they will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And then I just, I live with a hot pink water bottle. It's, so it's here now. It's super cute. Ottawala. Uh, this one's the Awala one. Oh, Awala. So and sorry. I, but I just bought two of the new hydro jug ones, the traveler tumblers because this one doesn't fit in my cup holder and so i bought two of the hot pink hydro jug ones so they could fit in my cup holder and i have one upstairs and one downstairs for nursing because i'll be going through the nursing phase eventually do you love hot pink because you have a hot pink bag too i just embraced it once i wanted a girl oh you were manifesting yeah i needed i needed a girl so i bought a bunch of hot pink stuff and it worked and it worked i got my boy such a good girl yeah I was like, we're just thinking pink because yeah. I wear black and gray all the time. And so I'm like, yeah, you can chuck in some hot pink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works. Yeah. With anything. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Is there anything that you could confess to being ignorant about? I mean, I feel like you've seen the world, you know so much, but is there anything that you're like, I still just want to know more about this topic? Uh, funny you ask. I, um, and when you asked me to be on the podcast, I had actually, I've always kind of wanted to have one. Um, have you seen that trend going around about like asking men if how often they think about the Roman Empire? Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Okay. <laughs> I like your level of consumption. Like I'm very yeah, it's true. <laughs> no, yeah. I do some it all all in. I'm, I'm like a expert consumer. Yeah, I'm just ignorant yeah. when it comes to a lot of yeah. stuff. Okay. Just so Fill Emily in. Basically it's like some girl discovered that men think about the Roman Empire a lot. And so there was just this trend of asking your significant other or just a guy in your life mm-hmm. if they think about the Roman Empire and the number of people who like every day, the guys like every single day, I think about the Roman Empire. Knowing my husband, I knew he didn't think about it once ever. He's like, I just think about travel. I was like, I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. honey. He's yeah. like, I think about Rome, but not about the Roman Empire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but is that how you are with the podcast? So for me, I kind of like as I'm saying this out loud, I'm like, hope no one steals it. I want to start a podcast called uh, Up at Night, and it's mm. the things that keep you up at night. Cute. So it's Love like because it. females, I believe, have different Roman empires. Everyone's mm. like, oh, Taylor Swift is the female version of Roman Empire. I'm like, not for everybody. Not for me. Multifaceted people. Yeah, mm. I, it's not for me. Mine is um, the <laughs> the lack of education and the manipulation around female reproductive health. Oh, never. I I have not yet looked that up at night. That's never kept you up at night. But maybe I will soon. Yeah. It's just, it blows my mind. Hmm. And so there's like this ignorance where sometimes I'm convinced that there's better 
Like, mm-hmm. especially because I've been to countries where they're like, oh, You've yeah, seen IVF is like $2,000. Mm-hmm. And anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, not here. Not yeah. Here it's not because I've got a lot of friends going through it. Yeah. They're forking over a lot of money. So how did America put a price tag on that? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's the manipulation of female reproductive health. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I would love, like with the podcast, I would love to bring experts on about people's Roman empires. Cool. Love it. And like, that is cool. I feel like that's nobody like, steal that idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like that's kind of like what we're trying to do too, is like, we just want to hear about all kinds of things. Like, I feel like it is hard for me to pigeonhole myself into one topic yep. Yeah. and you're similar, but I think what's great about you. And I feel like we're this way too, is that we're like very open. Like yeah. I love hearing about different people's perspectives and, and their um, opinions on things. And it doesn't always scare me because I like to know all sides of things and to see things that's from awesome. all angles. So I think that will serve you really well too when you're interviewing people. I like, oh, I just want my mind open all the time. Yeah. I always like, uh, when bills are passed in, in legislature, I'm, I'll always post a story. I'm like, does anybody want to shed some light on why mm-hmm. I think this is absolute trash? And, and there has to be another side to this. Yeah. And then Someone's I have somebody passionate to, about it. Somebody, somebody really believes explain in it. it to me. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. like you can kind of understand a little bit better. Yeah. And then I have like the people who comment, they're like, there's no explanation for the other side. There's absolutely nothing. I'm like, your closed mindedness will kill you one day. Mm-hmm. You have got to like, listen to somebody else. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can't be, you can't somehow always have the answers for sure. Well, I think that's great. Okay. Can't wait. Can't wait for your podcast. Yes, yeah. We'll be tuning in. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's going to be so good. Yes. I was like, yeah, just in my spare time. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm just traveling around. No, that would be really cool, actually, if you, like, interviewed people, because you could, could, like, do that around the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you could. It would be really, really Yeah, fun. we have, I mean, we keep all of our podcast equipment in a suitcase. You could do the same thing. Yeah. We just take it with us from place to place. <laughs> I'd okay, love that. real quick, just some rapid fire questions from listeners. So, one of them was, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten while traveling? Horse. Oh. Oh, what part of a horse was it? You know, I hope it was like a normal part of the horse. <laughs> but you don't know. You don't know. And it's you like probably little, don't want to know. It looks like a little like sausage medallion. And it, mm. like, it was like dog food. It kind of like melted in your mouth. What country like, was that? I think it was Uzbe- Uzbekistan. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I will never be eating horse then. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Next one is what is your backup plan? Like if you didn't do this, do you have something else you'd like to do besides the podcast? Yes. I, um, I'm currently writing children's books. What? Way cool. That is awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, about perspective. Cool. Basically like my son goes through a day and something goes wrong and he comes home and kind of complains about it. And then a magic mirror shows him the other side of the story. Oh, cool. So then he's able to gain the perspective. Oh my gosh. I love, I it. love it. Yeah. I can't I wait to get buy. that. Yeah. Can't wait. That's really cool. Okay. And we'll just do one more. We just have time for one more, but how does your, you mentioned you have lupus. How does your autoimmune disease affect you during pregnancy and also traveling? Yeah. Uh, this is where I might be ignorant on that. Um, I'm under the impression that with autoimmune diseases, depending on your hormone levels, um, it, it shows like I'm estrogen dominant. I have a lot of estrogen with my autoimmune disease. So when I got pregnant with my son, the testosterone balanced me and I was superhuman. I did high fitness every single day. I was like running around. I played soccer like every Tuesday, Thursday. Like I was perfect. I I felt like how I'm assuming all humans feel. Because you were balanced. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, I will be a surrogate. 
I'm going to always going to be pregnant. Yeah. Wow. I, I, will, I wish that's I was like my that when nightmare. I was pregnant, me too. <laughs> I was like, I'll be pregnant for the rest of my life. Oh like my guarantee it. Like Jordan, don't get used. Like this is the body you're going to see <laughs> yeah. every freaking day. Just a volleyball. And, um, then I got pregnant with my girl and I'm now like over estrogen dominant um. and everything hurts. So it's totally dependent on the gender. Interesting. Yes. So pregnancy wise, I was like, oh my gosh, I love it. And now I'm like, never again. So if you could be (laughs) pregnant with boys, then you would. Yeah. But can you just like take testosterone when you're done being pregnant? That's actually where I'm wondering how ignorant I am about Mm. the situation. I'm like, can't I just go do like T boosters? Mm. And like, could that balance me out? I need like, and Carolyn on Justin Green, she talks about like um, estrogen absorbers. Like microgreens absorb estrogen so that you, if you have an overdominance and Hmm. I can't have microgreens right now because I'm pregnant apparently. I don't know, whatever. Hmm. I usually don't go by any rules, but I'm like, oh, I I should. I need to look into ways to absorb that estrogen and see if I can heal because I don't take any meds. Yeah, I bet you could figure Um, it out. Yeah, I'm sure there's something that could like help balance that out a little bit. Yeah, especially because I felt what it was like to be a human. Mm, yeah. You know what, that you're not where you're supposed to be. Yeah. So, yeah. S- like, symptoms of lupus, what are a few, like, symptoms? I have rheumatoid arthritis, like, in my hands and knees and my right hip a lot. Um, and then I have, uh, it's called polymyositis, where my muscles go into atrophy when I walk up hills. And then, so, like, it, like, shoots a lot of, um, like, white blood cells into my heart. And they think that... Like when I, when I first got tested for it, they thought I had cancer because there's so many like white blood cells Mm -hmm. and then they're like, no, you don't have cancer. You're not dying. Mm. It's just lupus. Just lupus. Yeah. You'll just have it forever. No big deal. Sorry. Out of luck. Yeah. Yeah, It came over a text message. It was really kind. Awesome. Um, and then I have, um, leukocyclas, leukocytoclastic vasculitis. So basically the blood vessels in my legs burst all the time. So if like, I can show you guys, but I have like dots covering my ankles, like up into my thighs. So if I sit for too long or if I stand for too long, the circulation just cuts off and my blood just starts like bursting in my legs. What? I've never heard of that. So all the plane rides, like you probably have to do a lot of moving. Yeah, so you can stretch out. Yeah, Yeah. I have to like lie flat. I'm, I'm, I always told Jordan, I'm like, I don't want to be a princess, but you're all sick. But you don't want my legs bursting. (laughs) Yeah. So, and it's painful and I can't walk on them and they swell. And so it's just annoying. And then Sjogren's. So I don't have tears or saliva. Oh, that's crazy. I don't think I've ever heard that before. It's a, it's a pain. And that's part of lupus. Yeah. Like I have like these like white things, like your eyes would normally just tear those out. Yeah. But mine just pile up. And and you just have to drink a lot of water to keep your mouth like so much water. Like, wow, that's crazy. Well, I was very ignorant yeah. about it. I had no idea. If you'd asked me what are the side effects of lupus, I'd be like, I literally have all no clue. I know. All I've ever known about it is that Selena Gomez has lupus. Yes. Thank oh. goodness for that. Yeah. Cause she has made it more normal for me to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She probably sheds a lot of light on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have major kidney infections. Uh, like I have uh, something called medullary sponge kidneys right now. I have like 20 plus stones inside my kidney. And that's like a lot of the times oh. why people will get kidney transplants and then it also affects your brain, it affects your motor skills. I just don't really like think about it, so I yeah. won't let it happen. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm sorry. And hopefully <laughs> they can find a cure at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the goal. Yeah. Wow. Well, thanks so much for joining us. 
I feel like I became a lot less ignorant with a lot of things. Yeah, I feel kind of inspired. I actually yeah. don't even have a passport. It's so embarrassing. What? I feel so ashamed right now. But I'm going to get one. That's like my 2024 goal okay. is to get out you can and see it. the world a little bit. Yeah. Go ahead and put that in. It's four yeah. to six weeks right now. So I know. I know. Well, I, Josh, so my husband's a pilot. And so I feel like we traveled a lot oh, before kids. And then okay. you have kids. And now we have four kids. And our oldest is 14. And it's just, you know, just harder. So, yeah. but I'm, I'm going to recommit. Go we'll be selfish. Really Go on some couple trips. Yeah. Okay. I will. Get that passport. Yes. Yeah. I know. That's I know. I know. I know. I will. I will. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Thank and you. to our listeners, don't forget to subscribe, download, leave a review, and share with a friend. Real quick, can you just tell our listeners where they can find you? Yeah. Kind of funny. Honestly, the best way to find me, because if you looked up my name, I don't come up anymore, really. If you go to Counting Countries, okay, you can see who Jordan's following. And it's just Counting Countries. <laughs> okay, the, is there like a period? It's like Counting Dot Countries. But if you typed it in, he's gotten to the point now where we actually pop up. Sweet. Wow, really nice. you've really made it. That's made a it. big deal. Yeah, yeah so big like deal. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. He's all Counting Countries. Okay. And then if you look at who he follows, a girl named Chloe, and that's me okay and it's awesome. chloe ann it's chloe ann Love with like it. four underscores i really need to try and figure out a name that actually so works hard these no, days it like is it. <laughs> they'll, they'll find you they'll yeah. find you perfect awesome okay, okay.